0: Welcome
1: to Damn Good Movie Memories, with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring workday.
0: Once upon a time, a man drew a little mouse, and his animated vision enchanted children of all ages, this summer, that man will be spinning in his grave. Uh, oh, my God, why? Paramount Pictures and Warner Brothers present...
2: <laughs>
0: South Park.
2: This is gonna be the best movie ever. Hooray!
3: Invading.
2: Eric, did you just say the F word? Did he say the S word?
3: Young man, did you just say the Q word? <laughs> We have to get you children off of foul language. Your theater. The machinery of the V chip emits a small shock of electricity whenever an obscenity is uttered.
0: <laughs> this summer.
4: You're late, Cartman. I had to ride my back here. My behind is killing me. You're behind. I have to stay behind because I get shocked if I say.
0: <laughs> Kyle Roslovsky. This is sweet. Stan Marsh.
4: How do they come up with this stuff?
0: Eric Cartman.
4: <laughs> that movie has watched my fragile little man. Kenny McCormick. <laughs>
5: Have you ever heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? I don't listen to hip-hop. Satan.
0: Is sex the only thing that matters to you?
2: Yeah! I love you.
0: And Big Al.
2: You big fellies! <laughs> On
0: June 30th.
2: Throw the switch, Mr. Garrison. Hey, I'm supposed
0: to be anonymous. It's not just another day in the park.
6: Ah! Son, we accidentally replaced your heart with a baked potato. You have about three seconds to live. Woo! South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut.
4: Tell them we we'll have punch and pack We're not gonna have punch and pie. My bill will come if they think we have punch and pie. Ooh, we've got to see this movie,
1: dude. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're gonna cover the movie South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut from 1999. The studio was Paramount Pictures. Release date June 30th, 1999, with a running time of 81 minutes. The rating? R. The budget 21 million, and the box office took in 52 million, making it the 47th ranked movie of 1999. That was domestic gross, and made it an additional 31 million internationally. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 80% fresh from 95 reviews. Their critic consensus is, "Its jokes are profoundly bold and rude, but incredibly funny at the same time." Roger Ebert at the time gave it two and a half out of four stars, and here's his review. The national debate about violence and obscenity in the movies has arrived in South Park. The little redneck mountain town where adult cynicism is found in the mouths of babes is the setting for vicious social satire in South Park the movie. The year's most slashing political commentary is not in the new films by Oliver Stone, David Lynch, or John Sayles, but in an animated comedy about obscenity. Wait until you see the bedroom scenes between Satan and Saddam Hussein. Waves of four-letter words roll out over the audience, which laughs with incredulity. People can't believe what they're hearing. The film is rated R instead of NC-17 only because it's a cartoon, I suspect. Even so, the MPAA has a lot of splaining to do. Not since Andrew Jice Clay passed into obscurity have sentences been constructed so completely out of the unspeakable. I laughed. I did not always feel proud of myself while I was laughing, however, the movie is like a depraved extension of Kids Say the Darnest Things, in which little children repeat what they've heard and we cringe because we know what the words really mean. No target is too low, no attitude too mean or hurtful, no image too unthinkable. After making South Park the movie, its creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone had better move on. They've taken South Park as far as it can go, and beyond. <laughs> little did Ebert know that it'd still be on to this day, 20 years later. If you've never seen the original Comedy Central show and somehow find yourself in the theater, you'll be jolted by the distance between the images and the content. The animation is deliberately crude, like elements cut out of construction paper. Characters consist of simple arrangements of basic geometrical shapes and bright colors. The effect is of sophisticated kids slamming stuff around on the project table in first grade. I laughed, as I have reported. Sometimes the laughter was liberating. As good laughter can be, and sometimes it was simply disbelieving. How could they get away with this? This is a season where movies are hurtling themselves over the precipice of good taste. Every week brings its new surprises. I watch as Austin Powers drinks coffee that contains excrement, and two weeks later I go to American Pie and watch a character drink beer that contains the most famous bodily fluid from There's Something About Mary. In Big Daddy, I see an adult instruct a five-year-old on how to trip rollerbladers and urinate in public. Now this, a cartoon, but it goes far beyond anything of any of those live action movies. All it lacks is a point to its message. What is it saying? That movies have gone too far or that protests against movies have gone too far? It is a sign of our times that I cannot tell. Perhaps it's simply anarchistic and feels that if it throws enough shocking material at the wall, some of it will stick. A lot of the movie offended me. Some of it amazed me. It is too long and runs out of steam, but it serves as a signpost for our troubled times. Just for the information it contains about the way we live now, thoughtful and concerned people should see it. After all, everyone else will. And that's the end of Ebert's review. Alright, so popular TV shows that are made into movies can really be hit or miss. You have Bewitched, Dukes of Hazzard, The Flintstones, and Garfield are all examples of terrible adaptations. However, much like The Simpsons movie and Beavis and Butthead Do America, South Park does a very good job of transitioning to a full-length movie. And essentially, if you like the show, the movie serves as an extended TV episode. But as Ebert said, but with even more filth. It's really that simple. I loved South Park when it originally came out, and so the movie was kind of a no-brainer. Plus, we did an episode of movies that were once TV shows, and then we did the reverse, so check out those old episodes. Now, normally I do a main cast, but it's the same crew of Trey Parker and Matt Stone voicing the characters. There are a few funny cameos that I will point out during the episode, but if you're wondering who voices who, here we go. Trey Parker, who also directed the film, voices Stan Marsh, Eric Cartman, Satan, Mr. Garrison, Philip Niles, Argyle, Randy Marsh, Kristoff, who is the mole, Tom, the news reporter, Midget in a Bikini, (laughs) Canadian Ambassador, Bombardiers, Mr. Mackey, Army General... And Ned Gerblansky. Matt Stone voices Kyle Brozlowski, Kenny McCormick, Saddam Hussein, Terence, the Ticket Taker, Jimbo Kern, Gerald Blavlowski, and Bill Gates. <laughs> Mary Kate Bergman voices Leon Cartman, Sheila Brofowski, Mar- Sharon Marsh, and Wendy Testerberger. And of course, the great soul singer and actor Isaac Hayes is back as chef. All right, let's get into the film. So the film begins with a musical number about the town of South Park called Mountain Town. It begins with Stan, if you didn't know who the characters are, he wears the blue hat, and he's singing like a traditional musical film. Stan wants to see a new foreign film from Canada and gets eight bucks from his mom who's working as a secretary at Tom's Rhinoplasty. (laughs) Stan then goes to Kenny's house. So normally you would never see Kenny without his hooded coat, but we do see in this film when he gets out of bed the back of his head and he has shaggy blonde hair before he puts on his patented hooded coat this film by the way is the new terence and phillip film which is the big comedy duo out of canada that the kids in the town adore
4: kenny the terence and phillip movie
2: is out you want to come where do you think you're going you can't you have to go to church well fine you go ahead and miss church and then when you die and go to hell you can answer to satan
1: They then pick up Kyle, who's in the green hat, but have to bring Kyle's adopted brother Ike. He's Canadian because the top of his head comes off while speaking, (laughs) which is a Canadian trait in South Park. Before they finally go to Cartman's house, who is on the couch eating cheesy poofs. The new Terrence and Phillip film is called Asses of Fire. So that nice little musical number will be the last of the so-called wholesome content of the film. Of course, Asses of Fire is rated R and the kids can't get in, so they pay a homeless guy to buy them tickets
4: can't be happening. We have to see this movie, dude. Ah, screw it. It probably isn't all that good anyway. Cartman? What are you talking about? You love Terrence and Phillip. Yeah, but the animation's all crappy. Wait, I've got an idea.
0: Uh, hi. I want six tickets to Asses of Fire. This movie might not
7: be appropriate for
0: your little ones. Hey, he says this movie isn't appropriate for you.
7: Look, Mr. Homeless Guy, if you don't want to buy us tickets and not get your ten bucks and not go buy yourself a bottle of vodka, then be my guest.
0: Six tickets, please.
4: Let me have some candy, Cartman. Oh, let's see. Uh, nope, I don't have any Jewish candy. Like you really need all that chocolate, fat boy. Ba-ba-ba-ba.
7: Shh! The movie's starting. Hooray! Satan's, what did the Spanish priest say to the
2: Uranian gynecologist?
7: I don't know, Philip. What?
4: How <laughs> do they come up with this stuff? You're such a pig fucker, Philip. <gasps> what did he say?
7: Terrence, why would you call me a pig fucker?
4: Well, let's see. First of all, you fuck pigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck my ass and call me a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shit-faced cockmaster. Wow. Shit-faced cockmaster. Listen, you donkey raping shit eater. Donkey raping shit eater. be baby, she did her. You'd fuck your uncle. You'd fuck your uncle. Shut your fucking face, uncle fucker. You're a cock-sucking-ass licking uncle fucker. Uncle fucker, yes it's true, nobody fucks uncles quite like you
2: Shut your fucking face, Uncle fucker You're the one that fucked your uncle, Uncle fucker You don't eat or sleep or mow the lawn, you just fuck your uncle all day long Hmm.
1: What's going on here? Garbage. Well, what do you expect? They're Canadian
2: Uncle Fucker. You're an uncle fucker, well, You fucked your uncle yesterday! <laughs> uncle fucker,
4: It was fucking sweet! I bet your fucking ass it was! Fuck dude, I wanna be just like Terrence and Phillips! Hey, wait a minute, where's your guardian? Huh? I knew it! You paid a homeless guy to get you in, didn't you? Fuck off, you donkey raping shit eater! Yeah! Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker!
1: Everyone leaves the film, but the kids of course love every minute of it and repeat every line of the film. Just like I did after I saw the blues brothers for the first time. I could recite the whole penguin scene verbatim with Jake and Elwood. Ah, those were the days. Of course, the next day at school, every kid has seen the film, and they are singing the Uncle Fucker song in unison. Not to mention every other foul thing they learned from the film. First, let's begin with Mr. Garrison's class, which eventually ends up in, okay, Mr. Mackey's, the school counselor's office.
8: Okay, children, let's take our seats. We have a lot to learn today. We sure do, Mr. Hayatt. Okay, children, let's start the day with a few new math problems. What is five times two? Come on, children, don't be shy. Just give it your best shot. Yes, Clyde. Twelve? Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. Anyone? Come on, don't be shy.
4: I think I know the answer, Mr. Garrison. <laughs> Shut up, fat boy! Hey, don't call me fat, you fucking Jew! Eric, did you just say the F word? Jew? No, he's talking about fuck. You can't say fuck in school, you fucking fat ass. Kyle! Why the fuck not? Eric! Dude, you just said fuck again. Stanley! Who? Kenny! What's the big deal? It doesn't hurt anybody. Fuck, it, fuck, fuck, fuck. How would
8: you like to go see the school counselor?
4: How would you like to suck my balls? <gasps> what did you say? Uh, I- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... <clears throat> How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Gersey? Holy shit, dude.
3: Well, I must say I'm very disappointed in you, boys, okay? You should be ashamed of yourselves. Now, I've already called in your mothers, You called it... my mom? That's right.
4: Oh, no, dude! Mr. Mackey, can I ask a question?
3: Okay, what?
4: What's the big fucking deal, bitch? Yeah.
3: Ugh! Now, now, I want to know where you heard these horrific obscenities, okay? Nowhere.
4: Uh, we heard them from Mr. Garrison a few times before. Yeah.
3: Boys, I seriously doubt that Mr. Garrison ever said, uh, eat penguin shit, you ass lunker." Ha <laughs> ha ha!
2: <laughs> Uh-oh.
3: Thank you all for coming on such short notice.
2: This just isn't like you, Stanley. What did my son say, Mr. Mackey? Did he say the S-word?
3: No, it was worse than that.
2: The F-word?
3: Well, here's a short list of the things they've been saying,
6: okay?
2: Oh, dear God. What the heck is a rim job? Oh, why, that's when you put your legs behind your head and have someone lick your ass. Young man, you will tell Mr. Mackey this instant where you hide all these horrible phrases! I... I... We can't tell you. We all took a sacred
4: oath and swore ourselves a secrecy. It was the Terrence and Phillip movie. Dude! What? Fuck you guys. I want to get out of here.
2: Terrence and Phillip? Those Canadians?
3: Uh, Excuse me, what the heck is Terrence and Phillip?
2: Terrence and Philip are two very untalented actors from Canada. Nothing but foul language and toilet humor.
3: Well, I guess I'll have to send a warning letter out to parents before more children see Terrence and Philip.
4: Everybody's fucking seen it. Eric! I'm sorry, I can't help myself. That movie has warped my fragile little mind.
1: Of course, this outrage leads to Kyle's mom appearing on television to debate this issue.
8: Canadian film, Ashes of Fire, is number one at the box office, but is the film destroying American youth? Here with a special report is a midget in a bikini. Thanks, Tom. It appears that the effects of the Canadian comedy are far-reaching indeed. All over America, children seem to be influenced, like at this Spelling Bee in Washington.
2: All right, this is for the silver medal. Spell forensics. Well, fuck that.
4: Why should I fucking have to spell forensics? Yeah! (laughs) Here you go. S-U-C-K-M-Y-A-S-S. Forensics.
8: Tom, the devastating impact of the Canadian duo can also be seen with their new hit song, Shut Your Fucking Face, Uncle Fucker. Shut Your
7: Fucking Face, Uncle Fucker. You're a bonnet body bastard, Uncle Fucker. Eh, 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 eh. Dad I told you that we won't stop. Dad I told you that we won't stop. Back to you,
8: Tom. Thanks, Midget. Shocking report. The controversy began in the small mountain town of South Park, where the local PTA is trying to ban the movie. With us tonight is the head of the PTA, Sheila Brofzlowski. Hello, Tom. And the Canadian Minister of Movies. Thanks for having me, buddy. Minister, parents are concerned about your country's entertainment. Your thoughts? Well, the film is R-rated and it's not intended for
7: children. But of course children are going to see it. Can I finish? The fact is that we Canadians are quite surprised by your outrage. You just don't care! Uh, Can I finish? Hello, Can can I finish? The United States has graphic violence on television all the time. We can't believe that a movie with some foul language would piss you off so much.
2: Because it's evil!
7: Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. But Mr.
8: Minister, it isn't like this film is the first troublesome thing to come out of Canada. Let us not forget Brian Adams.
2: No, no, the Canadian
7: government has apologized for Brian Adams on several occasions.
2: You Canadians are all the same, with your beady little eyes and flapping heads. You no, trash! I resent that. I find that racist. And our children are now addicted you to your You are racist, ma'am. You are a racist. It is going to take us weeks to erase the damage this film has done to our children.
1: Then Mr. Garrison comes up with a song to use alternative words instead of swearing, like buns. Pooh. Beak. Generosity. Okay, <laughs> instead of fuck. So, with this new knowledge, the kids use their personal reflection time to go see the movie again. In addition to the foul language, the kids also attempt the stunts in the film, like lighting their farts, which Kenny tries because it's Kenny, and then he gets killed from the burn. You bastard. George Clooney voices the surgeon who tries to save Kenny in the hospital. They instead put a baked potato in Kennedy instead of a heart transplant. <laughs> The kids ended up getting grounded for seeing the Terrence and Phillip movie again. In the meantime, Kenny is on his way to heaven. He's denied, though, and ends up in the fiery pits of hell. Headed by Kyle's mom, Sheila, the PTA decides to blame Canada, the entire country, for the downfall of their children, and they start a Mothers Against Canada campaign.
2: (laughs) We must stop dirty from getting to our children's ears we must go fight the source of it but what is the source oh that's easy times have changed our kids are getting worse they won't obey their parents they just want to fight and curse should we blame the government or blame society
0: or should we blame the images on tv no
2: Blame canada Canada. for the beating
1: So, it's crazy enough, but the Blame Canada song was nominated for an Oscar, but lost out to Phil Collins in the animated Tarzan movie, which meant the boys would attack Phil in Season 4 of South Park because of this slight. Mothers Against Canada, or Mac, ends up setting up Terrence and Philip during their appearance on the Conan and Brian show, which also has Brooke Shields on the panel. Brooke was voiced by Minnie Driver, funny enough. Our
8: next guest number one movie in the world right now. Please welcome Terence and Philip.
7: Hello, Conan. Hello, Brooke uh,
8: Guys, some people claim that your Canadian humor is nothing but immature fart
2: jokes.
7: That's not true. Take this classic Canadian joke, for instance. <clears throat> Excuse me, Terence. Yes, Philip? Cheers! Cheers, fuckface.
2: Guys, you can't say that on TV. Now Terrence smells like my ass. (laughs) I farted once on the set of
9: Blue Lagoon.
8: So, guys, does it make you nervous to be in America? There are a lot of organizations here that want you arrested for destroying children.
2: Oh, they'd have to find us first.
8: You're right. Now!
6: Terrence and
2: Philip, Mothers Against Canada is placing you under citizen's arrest! Mom? Dude, what the hell is going on? We have a court order for your arrest! Philip, we've been ambushed! Here you go, Conan.
7: This little scrotum sucker deceived us!
2: You are a bad man! Don't listen to them, Conan! You loved our movie, Conan! We watched it together, remember? You laughed! What have I done? Did you see that? They arrested Tans and Phillip!
1: Of course, this turns into an international incident, and so we go to the United Nations to find out what all the fuss is about.
7: As the Canadian ambassador, I hereby condemn the actions taken by America in apprehending Tans and Phillips. As you can see from this graph, the entire economy of Canada relies on Tans and Philip. Without them, we are doomed to recession.
8: What say you, Mr. American ambassador? Fuck Canada!
7: Ah, hey, fuck
5: you, buddy! Terrence and Philip will not be released. They are going to be put on trial
7: for corrupting America's youth. We don't know what all the fuss is about. The fuss is about taking our citizens. It's about not censoring our art. It's about... <laughs> it's about... What's so goddamn funny?
8: <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Uh, could you tell us again what your argument is all about?
7: This is not about diplomacy, this is about dignity, this is about respect, this is about realizing that humor is... <laughs> you guys are dicks, release and Philip, or we'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> Stop!
1: Stop! In retaliation, Canada decides to bomb America, specifically the Baldwins. Sorry Alec and Steven and the other guy. Yes, Billy.
8: This is a state of emergency. We go now to the White House for an announcement from the President of the United States. My fellow Americans, at 5 a.m. today, a day which will live in infamy. The Canadians have bombed the Baldwins. In response to this, the U.S. has declared war on Canada.
7: (gasps) Oh, no!
4: War? No!
7: Gregory, no! Oh, this is bad, Wendy. Hold on to me.
8: All the Baldwins are dead? Now it is time for us to send a message to Canadians. In two days time, the war criminals Terence and Philip will be executed. They're gonna kill them? And now, I'd like to bring up my newly appointed Secretary of Defense, Ms. Sheila Broflawski.
2: Holy shit, dude! My fellow Americans! Neighbor to the north has abused us for the last time.
3: I have a plan. Canadians want to fight us because we won't
2: tolerate their potty mouths. Well, if it is war they want, then war they shall have.
4: Dude, this is fucking weak.
1: How could things be any worse? We then go back to hell where Satan is tormenting poor Kenny, and then we meet Satan's boyfriend, the lovely Saddam Hussein. Then we get Cartman giving his rendition of the song of Kyle's mom is a bitch, which, you know, always hits the spot. Unfortunately for Cartman, after he performs the song, Sheila just happened to be standing behind him. In turn, Cartman becomes the guinea pig for a new experiment called the V-chip, which is a brain implant which shocks kids who curse. This is way before Elon Musk's chip ideas. Maybe that's where he got it from.
8: Patient B5, would you step out here, please? Patient B5 here has been fitted with the new V-chip. Oh, my head hurts. Don't worry about that. Now, I want you to say doggy. Doggy. Notice that nothing happens. Now say Montana. Montana. Good. Now, pillow. Pillow. All right. Now I want you
2: to say horsefucker. Go ahead, Eric. It's all right. Horse fucker. (laughs) And her like, oh,
8: fuck, ah. Now, I'd like you to say, Big floppy donkey dick. No! Success!
2: The child doesn't want to swear! This isn't fair! You send a baby! We will ah, start putting these ah, chips that- in all our children next week! Yeah.
1: In the meantime, the Canadian American war continues. Flaggious Mars presents the March Avoir! Let's hear it for our boys in
8: blue. President Clinton has called them to action to fight the evil Canadian scourge. A full-scale attack has been launched on Toronto after the Canadians' last bombing, which took a horrible toll on the Arquette family. For security measures, our great American government is rounding up all citizens that have any Canadian blood and putting them into camps. All Canadian-American citizens are to report to one of these death camps right away. Did I say death camps? I meant happy camps where you will eat the finest meals, have access to fabulous doctors, and be able to exercise regularly. Meanwhile, the war criminals, Terrence and Philip are prepped for their execution. Their execution will take place during a fabulous USO show with special guest celebrities, including Big Gay and Winona Ryder. Of course, the only way to see the USO show is to sign up for the army. So join the army and kill some Canadian scum as we continue the March of War. Eat Snacky's
1: Back down in hell with Satan and Saddam. Oh, there's nothing
8: on. You
4: just get cranky when you're tired. That's all. I'm
8: not cranky. What started as a spat between the United States and Canada is quickly turning into World War III. World War
4: III.
8: <sighs> Terence and Philip are going to be put to death for crimes against humanity. The type of execution had.
0: It has come to be. The four horsemen are drawing nigh. The time of prophecy is upon us.
4: I love when you get all biblical, Satan. You know exactly how to turn
0: my crack. No, I'm being serious. It is the seventh sign. What? Behold, the first signs of my reign have all come true. The fall of an empire, the coming of a comet. And now, when the blood of these Canadians touches American soil, it will be our time to rise.
4: Yeah, yeah, man, I'm getting so hot. Let's fuck!
0: Do you always think about sex? I'm talking about very important stuff here.
4: Ah, mm, I'm just excited about taking over the world. Come on!
0: Is sex the only thing that matters to you? I love you. I want to believe that.
4: So when do you say we shut off that light and get close, huh?
1: Thankfully, the ghost of Kenny visits Cartman to let him know about Satan's plans. Though Satan is upset about his poor relationship with Saddam Hussein. (laughs) Stan, Kyle, and Cartman get all the kids together to help break out Terrence and Philip. All the while, the Patchwork military is planning their attack on Canada.
0: Now, uh, when you shoot somebody, you actually go for
5: somewhere
2: vital, right? Oh boy, military action, Ned. Let's kill us some goddamn Australians.
8: I think we're fighting Canadians.
2: Canadians, Australians,
0: what's the
8: difference? Yeah, this uniform makes me feel like a tough brute man, Mr. Hat. It sure does, Mr. Garrison. Oh boy, I can't wait for our first shore leave so I can get me some fucking poontang. Pay hey, attention. Tomorrow night is the
5: USO show for all you troops. There will be celebrities, followed by the execution of Terrence and William.
2: Yeah!
5: <laughs> After the show, we will finally be sending ground troops into Canada. So let's strategize. Map! Our sources have told us that the Canadians are preparing for our invasion, so we must use Tartan. Each battalion has a specific codename and mission. Battalion 5, raise your hands. You will be the all-important first attack wave, which we will call Operation Human Shield. Hey, wait a minute! Now keep in mind, Operation Human Shield will suffer heavy losses. Battalion 14... Right, you are Operation Get Behind the Darkies. You will follow Battalion 5 here, and try not to get killed for God's sake. Are there any questions, men? Yes, soldier.
3: Have you ever heard of the Emancipation Proclamation?
5: I don't listen to hip-hop. After that, we will march into the heart of Canada, and we
4: will get oh, What's wrong
5: with this thing? It's fucking Windows 98! Get Bill Gates in here! You told us Windows 98 would be faster and more efficient with better access
4: to the internet. It is faster, over
2: 5 million...
5: All right, men, get lots of rest and prepare the home for <laughs> your
1: <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Bill Gates, you should have sped up Windows 98. But Satan's got his own problems, and he's reading the book, Saddam is from Mars, Satan is from Venus. Can he tell Satan he should break up with Saddam, but he's too weak? <laughs> Back on Earth, the kids, with the help of some crazy French kid, have decided to break out Terrence and Philip at the USO show.
2: Shit! Move,
7: move! Okay, we were split up here. Let's synchronize watches. We don't have watches. You don't have watches? Dude, you didn't say anything about watches. What do you think this is, kid? TV Kitty hour where we all sit around and lick Barney the dinosaur's fucking pussy? Huh? This is real life with consequences you take to the grave. Dude, we don't have watches. Shit. Did you bring the mirror? Got it. And the rope? Check. And the butt for? What's a butt for? For pooping, silly. Now listen carefully. I will dig under the stage, and with that bedrock I will need more time. Stan and Kyle get near the stage and stall the show. Any way you can, do whatever it takes to keep that show going until I get the prisoners. Okay. Cartman, over there is the electrical box. You must sneak over there and shut it off before I return with Terrence and Philippe, or the alarms will sound and I will be attacked by guard dogs. Got it? Okay. You must shut off the alarms. I fucking hate guard dogs! I heard you the first time, you British piece of shit. Ah! If anything goes wrong, make a sound like a dying giraffe. What's a dying giraffe sound like?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Let's go. Be careful, dude.
7: Careful? Was my mother careful when she stabbed me in the heart with a clothes hanger while I was still in the womb?
2: Damn, dude, that kid is fucked up. How are those chairs coming, Sheila? Ow, we're minutes away! Hooper. In the meantime, there's pint-sized pixie and darling of the indie movie scene, Winona Ryder! Hi, guys! I'm super psyched to be here today. What you're doing for our country is so cool. I mean war, man. Wow, war. You know, wow. OK, and now for your enjoyment, here's my famous ping pong ball trip.
4: Oh, my. Cut off the power, Cuckman. This is very important, Cuckman.
0: Dude, did you hear what Winona Ryder's doing? Oh, we can't miss this.
2: There, I didn't miss one! That's my ping-pong ball trick! Uh...
1: And then, if Winona Ryder's ping-pong ball trick wasn't enough, you get a musical number from Big Gay Al. Super! Thanks for asking! And all of these stall tactics gives the kids more time to attempt to free Terrence and Philip. But Cartman forgets to turn off the alarm, and the French kid gets attacked and killed by guard dogs.
8: (laughs) Okay, folks, here it is! The moment we've all been waiting for! The execution!
0: The day is ours!
4: No, dude, it's happening. We have to tell them about Saddam Hussein and Satan. No way, dude.
2: My mom can't see me here. Kyle, you have to stand up to your mother. Come on. Gentlemen, do you have any last words? Last words? Let's see. How's a boot? Get me the fuck out of this chair. How's that for last words? All right, Anonymous. Ready the switch. Wade! Stanley! Eric! Kyle!
4: Go on, dude, tell her. I... I can't. You can't kill Terrence and Philip. If
2: they die, Satan and Saddam Hussein are gonna come take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the switch, Mr. Garrison. Hey,
8: I'm supposed to be anonymous.
2: Ah! Goodbye, bastards! No! <laughs>
1: Carbon's V chip ends up shorting out, and the electricity from that ends up shooting and breaking the chains and frees Terrence and Philip while the U.S. and Canadian troops battle against each other. It's as ridiculous as it sounds, but there are more important things to life than the war, like this.
2: Be not afraid. Oh my God! Behold my glory! What are you? I am the clitoris. The clitoris? I did it! I found the clitoris! Stan, you must not let Terrence and Philip's blood be spilled on the ground. Wait, you're supposed to tell me how to get Wendy to like me. There are more important matters right now. No way, dude. I've looked all over for you, and now you have to tell me how to get Wendy to like me. Dude, you just have to have confidence in yourself. Believe in yourself, and others will believe in you. Chicks love confidence. Now go! Hurry! The clitoris has spoken! Stan! Stan, are you okay?
7: I see you failed in your mission. I should not have sent a boy to do a man's job.
4: Come on, everyone. We've got precious
7: little time.
3: Die, Canadian.
2: Did you hear that dance? I it. You did? Just now? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the Philip!
4: have to get to the rendezvous point. Hey, it's Mr. Garrison. Children,
8: take Miss, Mr. Hey, please. Get him out of here.
4: Holy shit! God. Hey, this V-chip is getting off screwy. Take cover in the trench! Warbroider,
5: oh, human shield up front, then operation get behind the darkies. Remember, human shield, protect our tanks and planes, too. Holy mother of Jehoshaphat! Fire on my command.
3: All right, squad. Just like I told you. One, two, do some people gonna die? Fuck!
5: What the? Great plan, chap. Operation Human Shear
2: My Ass! My god, this is terrible! This is what we wanted! We wanted our children to be brought up in a smut-free environment! But we didn't want this! Where are you going? We're going to find our boys. For God's sake, Sheila, we're going to get them killed!
4: Kyle, all those times I said you were a big, dumb Jew. I didn't mean it. You're not a Jew. <laughs> yes, I am! I am a Jew, Cartman! No, no, Kyle, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> the how am I still holding this for? Take your hand! No! This, dude. I'm getting out of here before I get in really big trouble! I heard that! Stan! Dude, I found the clitoris! So now I think I can get Wendy to like me again! Oh, that's well, Stan! Yeah, I guess all's well that ends well, huh? We can go home now, you dipshit! Ow! Oh, what's wrong with this thing? Come on, we can't let Terrence and Philip die! Or else the whole world's gonna end! Terrence, look!
0: There they are! Oh,
4: better, we're done
0: for! All right, men, fire!
2: Goodbye, Terrence!
5: What is this?
2: Don't shoot! I'll take care of this! Kids, get out of the way now! Kyle! I'm not gonna let you kill
4: them, Mom! What, what, what? I'm not moving! Stand down, children!
5: You can still see fart jokes on Nickelodeon!
4: No! This is about more than fart jokes! This is about freedom of speech! About censorship! And... What about Ike, huh, Mom? Did you forget that your own adopted son
2: is Canadian? I'm... I'm doing very important things. But, Mom, you never took the time to talk to me. Whenever I get in trouble,
4: you go off and blame everybody else. But I'm the one to blame. Deal with me. You keep going off and fighting all these causes, but I don't want a fighter. I want my mom.
2: Oh, the poor little fella. (laughs) no Holy shit, dude! Young man, you watch your mouth!
1: <laughs> yes, Sheila killed Terrence and Philip, which means all hell breaks loose as Satan and Saddam appear for two million years of darkness because of all the swearing. Great job, guys. However, because Cartman's V-chip has now reversed, his swearing now shoots out shockwaves out of his hands when he swears. That's
4: me, right over there where that fat kid is standing. Hey, don't call me fat, buttfucker! <coughs> yeah, Cartman, do it. Damn, shit, it's fat my fucking authority. Ah! Yay! Yeah. ah, you need to watch your mouth, Brad. Right? Dog shit, Tucker. Back, <laughs> oh. Satan, do something. That is Blood Truth Frozen Tampon Pop Sticker! <laughs> hey, hey. Hi, buddy. I know I was mean before, but don't worry. I can change. Oh. Okay. <gasps> Not. Fuck shit, cock, ass, dead, and bona bitch muff, pussy, cock, butthole, barber, tricycle! <laughs> What are you waiting for, bitch? Destroy him! Come on, you wake stupid come back and save me!
5: That's it! I have had enough of you!
1: And since who cares about spoilers for this movie, Kenny saves Earth by sacrificing himself to save the world, and we finally see his face and hear his voice without his hood.
4: Thank you, Kenny. Yeah, thanks for going back to Hell for us. You're a real pal. Goodbye, you guys.
8: I'm alive. Where's Mr. Hayant?
2: Wow, we were all dying and now we're fine. That's super. What the fuck's going on? You see, Mom? After all that, it was Cartman's filthy fucking mouth that saved us all. I'm sorry I didn't pay attention to you, Kyle.
4: (coughs) (coughs) But, Wendy, what about Gregory? Oh, Stan, I never really cared for Gregory. You didn't? No, dude. Fuck Gregory. Him right in the ear, yay!
2: Thank you, clitoris. Everything worked out. What a happy end!
3: Americans and Canadians are friends again. So let's all
5: join hands and knock oppression down. Don't you know our little
4: lives are now complete? Of course Terrence and Philip are sweet, Please. super sweet.
1: Yeah, if you liked South Park before, this is basically, again, a long episode. If you didn't like them, this will definitely not change your mind. If anything, you'll probably hate it even more. And yes, if you were wondering, there is an after-credits scene with Ike the baby, because he's been left alone this entire time and he ends up eating a mouse. (laughs) The end. Also, during the end credits, you get a sped-up version of What Would Brian Boitano Do? Though the highlight is having Michael McDonald perform Eyes of a Child, which sounds like every 80s credits song. (laughs) It's great. Alright, some fun facts. Unlike The Simpsons, which took over 20 years of the show being on the air before having a movie made, talks begin about a South Park movie being made during the first season of the show back in 1998. Parker and Stone said in a 2008 interview that a sequel would likely be what wraps up the series. However, seeing how far the film industry has fallen compared to television, do they even really need to make a traditional film anymore? So in the Guinness Book of World Records in 2001, the film was said to have the most profanity used in any animated film. The book cited a total of 399 swear words, including 146 uses of the word fuck, along with 199 offensive gestures and 221 acts of violence. Jack Valenti, who was the head of the Motion Pictures Association of America, later said that he would have rated the film NC-17 instead of R. Well, he can go fuck himself. Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and fans in general often joke that a majority of the people who saw this movie were under 17 and got in by buying tickets to the PG 13 movie Wild Wild West from Will Smith, which was a flop. The urban legend became so popular in 1999 that it would be spoofed in an episode of South Park. To be fair, we always did this as kids. I think I uh, got a ticket for Forrest Gump to see Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Paramount originally asked Trey Parker and Matt Stone if they could make a PG-13 rated film, and they said no and would not agree to make a movie until the studio agreed that the final product would be rated R. If you didn't know, James Hetfield of Metallica sings the song, Hell Isn't Good. (laughs) The character of Tweek was the only series regular not to appear in the film at all. All right, we have two special guests. One, Stephen Michael from the Grown Up Rock podcast joins me. And then Samantha, who surprised me with her love of South Park because she's normally my go-to classic movie guest. She likes, like, highbrow movies, but who knew? She loves her South Park. So we discussed that and many other things. And I'll be back next week to talk about yet another random movie from my DVD collection. All right, we are back with Grown Up Rock's Stephen Michael. Welcome back, Stephen. Welcome back, Stephen.
6: Brian, what's going on with everything going on in the world today? You know what, Brian? I have one thing I can say to you. <laughs> what is that? Just blame Canada, baby.
1: <laughs> well, uh, this uh, this episode is going to be bigger, longer, and of course, uncut with, with Stephen <laughs> Michael. So we're we're gonna have a lot of fun on this one. Uh, I before we even get into the movie, I take it you were a huge fan of the show right from the beginning, or did it take a few years to get into South Park on, on television?
6: No, to be honest, I actually got in on the ground floor of South Park and was there from the beginning. So yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely was drawn to it from the beginning.
1: Now, had you been before this, what type of animation would you watch? Like, would you be into the Simpsons and things like that? So this was kind of an easy, easy, Beavis and Butthead, things like that.
6: Beavis and Butthead, of course, because mm-hmm. of the rock and roll nature and then Simpsons most definitely. And, uh, That was where it kind of ended, although uh, I don't think Family Guy was out at this time, was it? I
1: don't believe so. I don't believe
6: so. So, yeah, that was it for me. That was the extent of it.
1: So I was always, I was definitely looking forward to this. Cause I, I like you, I was into South park pretty much from the beginning, uh, but I wasn't sure how they were going to pull this off because you're never sure how to take a TV show and turn it into a, uh, into a movie. And basically what it is is one long episode. Uh, how did you feel when you first saw it? And I take it, you
6: saw it in the theater. I did go out and see it in the theater because like you, I was waiting to check it out. I think I saw the Simpsons movie when it came out in the theater as well. But, um, my feeling on this when I saw the movie was one of slight disappointment. Mm. Um, and here's here's why I would say that. Um, one of the things I absolutely love about South Park is I'm not a huge Broadway fan, so I don't necessarily <laughs> love all the singing and dancing and... I, I like the episodes that are just more or less straight ahead and um, point, you know, poignant to whatever's going on in the time. They do a great job of busting on something and disguising it. Once you figure out what they're really talking about, it just makes it 40 times even funnier. Yes. than whatever it is. And I love the fact that these guys are so completely equal opportunity offenders. Absolutely. They, they literally, like I, to this day, can't figure out how the hell they get away with some of the stuff they get away with because nowadays with every be everybody being so like stick up their butt uh yep. <laughs> pc and yep. every little thing rubs people the wrong way like for this show to be on and still doing great business is amazing
1: yeah and, and they don't back away and i think that's why they love it is because they are equal opportunity when it comes to that they really don't uh, they don't hold back on either side, which I think is great, which I think is needed because that's the way it used to be. You, know, you go back to Don Rickles; it was the same thing.
6: God love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we'll get into this. And so, what were you? So you were mostly disappointed about the musical numbers because there are a lot in this.
6: There's a lot of musical numbers. And also, to be honest, I'm not a huge, um, of all the comings and goings of different characters and different plots within the South Park world. I was never really a huge Terrence and Phillip, um, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, convert, you know, I thought it was okay. And yeah, there's some stuff that's kind of funny, but, uh, for me, that's not, that's not the draw to South Park, and that was probably one of the bigger parts of the plot, right?
1: Right, and that's almost like what happened with Beavis and Butthead. Where let's say you weren't a big Cornholio fan, well, you got pretty much nonstop Cornholio throughout the throughout the film.
6: Right, exactly.
1: So, of the of the South Park characters, who who is your favorite character? Uh
6: shoot, that's really tough because I I like coming. I like a lot of them. Like, so <laughs> I like all the. I like Stan and Cartman and, and Kyle and Kenny. Those are all great, but I also enjoy butters. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, butters is fantastic. And this movie kind of predates butters a little bit. Although you can see him in the background a couple of times, um, his character in the background, but they never address him. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, there's just so many great characters in this flick. And that uh, brings up
1: uh, an interesting point because some of these, like, Timmy isn't even, like, I don't even think they created Timmy yet.
6: Timmy and um, the, uh, uh, who's the comedian kid on Oh, Crutches? yeah, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy and yeah. Timmy and, yeah, uh, some of that stuff. And also um, guys like um, Stan's dad, Randy, yeah. uh, doesn't have quite as much of a play in things as he does these days with the uh, with the sitcom itself, you know?
1: Exactly. I mean you still get a lot of uh, Mr. Garrison and Mr. Hat and of course Mr. Yep. Mackey. So Mr. Mackey gets his his own song as well.
6: Mr. Mackey is always funny for sure. And,
1: and actually it, I thought they could have used Chef more cuz when Chef was in it it totally worked, you know.
6: Well, and this was at the time this was being done, Chef was a pretty big part in in uh, South Park. So
1: I know you don't like the songs but if you had if there are any songs you liked which were they?
6: Uh well you know it's not that I don't like it it's more it's more along the lines of I'm not a big Broadway musical type person and for for me this had a lot like this oh had a ton <laughs> of stuff yeah uh, and you got to love I mean come on you got to love Uncle Fucker that's right. Right from the bat. <laughs> right right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. You gotta love it. You gotta love Kyle's mom as a bitch. Yeah. I mean it's all aw- <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I I'm super by Big yep. Gay Big Al, Al. Also yep. fun. Uh, there's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of fun stuff and they always seem to make some of their, uh, musicals fun. I just felt like to me, this had an overabundance of it and that coupled with, um, the, um, Terrence and Phillip characters, uh, is why I didn't love this movie compared to what, I love the show because I do Mm -hmm. love the show. Uh, And it's not that I didn't. um, Again, I don't hate this movie. I just felt like those were the disappointments for me personally.
1: they kind of did a similar thing because Trey and Matt did the Team America movie, and there's definitely
6: musical numbers in that as well. So actually, which one do you prefer, Team America or the South Park movie? Well, you know, that's a great question. Uh, And I haven't watched Team America lately, but I got to tell you, I remember remember (laughs) when I saw Team America and I was thinking there's no way in hell I'm going to like a bunch of marionettes. (laughs) But for whatever reason, I laughed my ass off at that. And, and I was like, I was surprised because I was like, I, how can I be laughing at a bunch of freaking marionettes puppets. on string <laughs> and <laughs> puppets? I'm like, there's no way, but there are just some of that stuff in there was so crude. And I was Uh-oh. just like, Oh my
1: God, <laughs> I if, you I think, if you think South Park goes for team America's 20 times, they go for it even more.
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, really, if you think about it, this South Park movie, the, the biggest thing, the, uh, oh, my gosh, is, is more or less just the, uh, the language in it more than anything.
1: Sure, and maybe may the relationship between Satan and Saddam Hussein. But yeah, yeah,
6: well, that, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, there's a couple of that that yeah. uh, is a little bit humorous. But I, I must, I must say, I mean, I'm pretty impressed with um, with uh, Trey Parker and and Matt in terms of uh, who was it? One of them uh, wrote a lot of this music uh, stuff, right? Wasn't oh, it? Yeah. Uh, was it Trey I, Parker?
1: I think so. I believe so.
6: Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive, uh, just to be able to do stuff like that and not just be, you know, somebody throwing a bunch of, uh, crude stuff at a wall and seeing what sticks. It's much more than that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So of, uh, I'm going to kind of throw throw a curveball of the animated, um, Cartoons that were once TV shows that turned into movies. Which are your favorites? And if you don't have an answer, that's fine. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here.
6: Well, so is there the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is the Simpsons movie and and, the South Park movie.
1: And Beavis and and Butthead.
6: And Beavis and Butthead. That's true. Mm -hmm. It's been so long since I've seen either of the uh, other ones. So I can't comment honestly, but I remember not being that blown away with the Simpsons movie. Mm -hmm. I think I enjoyed the first Beavis and Butthead a lot, but I also think that um, probably the soundtrack had a lot to do with that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that might be the reason they did so many songs in this because the soundtrack for South Park did sell pretty well. Okay, so how often do you revisit this and and do you still watch the new South Park episodes?
6: I do still watch South Park today. I absolutely love it. Uh, They've had... Um, some of their seasons are hit and miss, but I usually always find episodes that I like and none of them do I dislike. So I, I still love South park to this day. Yeah. Uh, it's just a must. I, I think I probably have recorded just about every episode on, uh, the, uh, TiVo or whatever the uh, DVR DVR is these days, but I, I end up going to bed with it at night usually mm. because I've seen the episode so many times it's easy to just kinda put it on the background and laugh and go to sleep while I'm laughing because it doesn't matter how many times I see it. My wife always gives me shit because she's like, How many times have <laughs> you seen this? And it still makes me laugh. I oh, just yeah. I just can't help it. So I absolutely love it. Revisiting the movie, I gotta be honest, I don't revisit it at all. In fact I I uh, had to uh, rent this to see it because not on any of the streaming services right now, and I wanted to make sure that I watched it before we did this episode. Sure. Uh, so, and uh, it'll probably be a long time before I see it again, most likely.
1: Well, there you go. And so, yeah, I think uh, I'm with you. I would, I would, I, I would recommend the actual episodes over the movie, but the movie is a nice diversion, and it's basically, yeah, it's a longer, more vulgar version that's unedited it's basically what the title said
6: it's it's exactly uh bigger longer and uncut and yep. uh also i'd be remiss if i didn't say that's what she said
1: and <laughs> we will leave it at that and as always thank you so much Stephen.
6: thanks brian have a good one <laughs> all right
1: okay we're back with samantha welcome back hi so we always go through a list of movies and usually they're the classic movies from the uh-huh. thirties and the forties and yeah. we have fun. And then I, I don't know why I mentioned South Park probably as a joke. And you're like, yeah, I like that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a fan. And I would have never in a million years guessed that you were a huge South Park fan.
9: I love South Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's just, you know, I, I think cause I grew up with it. And I have a really horrible sense of humor. I think <laughs> people might not know, but I love South Park humor. It's gross and it's funny.
1: <laughs> See, this is why I, because we've sat next to each other, what, like five years maybe now? Like, because we, but when we were in the office, we were, we sat next to each other. Yeah. And yeah. I, I would have never guessed um, that, yeah, I just, it, it would have never dawned on me that South Park would be your go to.
9: No. Uh, well, you know. Humor. You were around my office, my office personality. True. So Good point. you have got to keep some things to ourselves. <laughs>
1: Close to the best. So, okay. So you are, you're, 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 younger than I am. So I remember when I first saw South Park as the show in 97, I was in my first year of college. Yeah. So how, were you allowed to watch South Park right when it first came out?
9: No. So I didn't watch it right when it came out. Um, I probably started watching it like in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I was on Comedy Central um, and my dad watched it. Oh right. that's <laughs> <So> great. <laughs> I would watch it with my dad. Um, like yeah, it wasn't appropriate but what what is appropriate? like that's true. Our my family never really had a thing with like different types of humor. Mm-hmm. Like I also grew up watching like SNL and Mad TV, sure, and like reruns of things. So
1: you definitely yeah. could have grown up in the eighties because that's how it was <laughs> with us. Like I look back, the stuff that there's no way I think parents would let them, you know, kids watch the certain things that that I was allowed to watch back then.
9: Yeah, but, yeah. And like when you're a kid, a lot goes over your head. Totally. Um. And even on like Comedy Central, they they bleeped a lot.
1: Oh yeah, oh so, yeah. So
9: like you never got all of it. I'm sure like I didn't understand a lot of, of what was going on, but I thought Cartman was really funny. And <laughs> really rotten. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: which leads me to so we're I'm messaging you, uh, you know, because we're at work, and uh, and you send me a little uh, like emoji of butters, which that oh, totally God. cracked me up. And so obviously my question was going to be who, who is your favorite character and uh, it's butters
9: oh butters is number one in my heart he is just so sweet but he has kind of a little a little sassy side to him oh he definitely well. does um yeah but he I love butters he just has the funniest like quotes and will say just the strangest like have the strangest remarks.
8: Who's the boy that can laugh in a storm cloud, turn a frown into a smile for
3: free? Who's the kid with a heart full of magic? Everyone knows it's
4: Butters! That's me! Doo, 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 I've got Splash. Splash, mo. Hey, Ugly! <laughs>
3: Everyone knows it's Butters!
4: That's me! Whee! <laughs> <laughs> Whee! <laughs> Who's that guy? Well, he must be tough. Hello, I'm Butters. Hallelujah!
0: If you look
8: inside yourself, you might be surprised when you find a little boy named
4: Butters. Well, that's
8: that's me. Yeah. Hey, little dude, you got some crap right here.
9: Well, that's my face, sir. So, whoever write when they write his dialogue, like, it's so funny. And I think also I like him because he's just such a stark contrast to the rest of the the main crew his yeah he gets up to his own little shenanigans which i like
1: and so do you have a uh, an alter ego like Pro- uh, professor chaos
9: <laughs> <laughs> i wish oh professor chaos yeah no i mean i can be a, a little Have have my have my moments, but no,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but not exactly like that. Well, what's funny because I was trying to think. I'm like, I don't think he's in the movie. I mean, he's
9: as I found he he has like he pops up in the background, right? Um, but yeah, I was like going into, I was like reading like South Park Wikipedia, (laughs) and I kind of find out I I, because I didn't really remember like when he shows up, but he comes into play more like after Kenny dies, right? um, one of the times he dies. So I think it was like after the movie, um, he becomes more prominent. Mm. and Yeah, part of the, the main group more so. Um, also, one of my favorite characters who isn't in the movie is Randy.
1: Oh, that's true.
9: Oh, I love Randy. But <laughs> yeah, he just kind of also pops up in the background.
8: Hey, Stan, I was on my computer at work and saw that you have a Facebook page now.
7: Yeah, Dad, I was kind of forced to.
8: Well, so, are you going to add me as a friend?
7: No, Dad, I I really don't want to get more into it.
8: Oh, okay. So I'm... I'm not your friend, then?
7: Dad, you are my friend.
8: But you just don't want to add me as a friend?
7: Dad, it's just a stupid click of a button that takes two seconds.
8: Right, but you don't have the two seconds, or...?
7: I just want to do my homework!
8: Alright, fine. Just to be clear, you and I are not friends.
7: All right, Dad, I'll add you. Oh, cool, okay.
8: Hey, Stan, my computer says we're not friends anymore.
7: My Facebook profile went rogue, Dad. Had to go into the circuitry and do battle with it. I sent all my friends somewhere else.
1: Okay. So we're we're not friends then?
7: Fuck off, Dad.
1: Well, that's what was crazy about this movie is that South Park was only out for like two years yeah. um, it, it probably less when they started you know um, uh, developing the film so I mean you look at the Simpsons they they were on the air for 20 years before they they released That's the true. movie and even yeah. Beavis and Butthead I think was like five or six years mm-hmm. so um, this was really to go straight to the movies was kind of interesting because you know like god South Park's been on the air for over 20 years now
9: yeah yeah it was a big move and I think the show has just developed so much since then with like regular storylines and like if you compare the where the show is now and like the different characters and things like to the movie it's a lot different i totally yeah and i i'm behind i haven't really watched it too much Mm -hmm. um, in the past like couple of years since i don't have cable anymore Mm. Um, but i try to catch it here and there um and i feel like i really want to watch the last two seasons with all the
1: the pandemic stuff going on
9: in the world but also i kind of don't want to watch it because i'm like (laughs) come on man it's
8: ridiculous that people can't get in yeah you know in israel they vaccinate everybody israel's way cooler than this lame place so then go to israel i tried i couldn't get in Tom, I'm outside the hottest place in town and what we'd like to do now is take you for an exclusive look inside. You're not getting in, pal. I'm actually willing to go inside and get a shot so that everyone can see just how safe it is. I said get lost. You're not getting in. Get out of my face. Please give me a shot. Please all I want is a shot. Just that one shot that could change everything. Everyone, clear out of the way. Clear the entrance. We have VIPs coming out. <laughs> We're two
5: next, everybody. That was our second shot. Let's go to the board. <laughs> Old people suck. <laughs> uh, can't hear you. Got too many antibodies in my ears. <laughs> Billy! Still gotta wear that mask huh? We're all vaccinated now! I'm gonna go out to the bars and get some pussy!
7: Yeah! yeah. Okay Grandpa.
5: Say! where are they gonna vaccinate you kids? Oh yeah! You're last! <laughs> Have fun social distancing, loser!
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, when did you actually see the movie? Because the movie is uh I don't know how old you would have been when you saw it, but this is totally over the top.
9: Yeah, no, I didn't see it when it came out. Um mm-hmm. probably a few years later. Okay. I don't know. Like compared to the show, I don't really like the movie as much. Okay. Um I kind I like the thing I like about South Park is how it it always has these like subtle digs and references to things that are going on at right. the time. And the different um yeah, well it's a satire. So that's what I like about it. So the movie to me, it's like funny, but I like that like series kind of how the series develops of the show.
1: Sure. Um, so you're saying yeah. that Saddam doesn't hold up well today? <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh, no, no, not quite. Yeah. Also, like, what's the deal with like Brian Boitano? Right, I know Nobody. he's a famous figure skater, but right. why is he so relevant?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Canada. It's we got to blame Canada. Oh, true.
9: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but they could have picked like Brian Adams or Rush. Oh, my or, job, you know, all
9: the people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, okay so you you watched the movie and so you when you saw it did you immediately you're like ah I this is fun um you have to get get to hear the 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 vulgarities uh, but I you still liked the the TV show even as a kid more than yeah. the movie.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still I think to this day I I like the TV show. I'm not ashamed of it. I think it's smart. Oh yeah. And I think if people think that I think the whole like point of the movie too is like if you are like bummed out by like bad language and like gross humor you miss a lot um so I think that it it's just part of the the charm.
1: <laughs> oh, totally, totally. And um, uh, so we. <laughs> what's your favorite song on the soundtrack? Because it, it's uh, almost like a musical in many I ways. I thought
9: you were going to ask me. That. Absolutely. <laughs> I. It's so funny. I. I love classic musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hilarious that they decided to go this route with this movie because it, in a way, the songs sound so much like classical like traditional musical songs right, right they're all they're quite varied like for some reason i love the one i like the one that satan sings
1: oh yeah That's true. It's,
9: it's kind of like you know sad and sweet right um the the blame canada song mm-hmm. is an event it's quite the spectacle such so such a variety um, I found a fun tidbit when I was like, I was like, I need to look up the soundtrack. Right. Um, <laughs> I realized so the song Blame Canada, it was nominated for an Academy Award.
1: That's right.
9: <laughs> but it lost to You'll Be in My Heart from the Tarzan movie.
1: <laughs> so another animated movie.
9: And I'm like, I'm wondering, that's probably the movie I saw in theaters that year.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. It was
9: Tarzan, which is a weird and horrible movie in its own right. Um, looking back, but.
1: And what holds up better now than, you know, people are probably still saying blame Canada, you know, that's, yeah, is a joke, you know, compared to the Tarzan movie.
9: So catchy. Well, what's funny
1: is I, so the, one of the last songs, like the eyes of a child was uh, co-written by Diane Warren, who is like the hit maker. She's written so many huge hits. Yeah. And so she co-wrote that with uh, Trey Parker.
9: Oh no wonder!
1: The one performed by Michael McDonald, yeah.
9: Okay, yeah, no wonder.
1: <laughs> Which is that? That's hilarious. Um, okay, so did you recently rewatch this, or you're going based off off memory from whatever the last time you saw it?
9: Oh, I no, I rewatched it like two days ago. <laughs> Okay, so in order, I don't. I have the worst memory in the world.
1: Well, that's not true. You do remember a lot about movies. Uh Otherwise, I wouldn't have you on damn good movie Uh memory. But um, no. So did did you pick up anything new rewatching it as a you know basically as an adult?
9: I well and like watching it for this specifically. I think Mm -hmm. I looked at it more as kind of like like thematically. I know when I originally watched it, like. The, the kids in the movie where you're just like laughing at like the disgusting
1: yeah like, Terence and Philip,
9: yeah, the yeah. jokes and like, whoa, how'd they come up with that like <laughs> <laughs> that insult and you know you don't really it doesn't really make as much sense altogether. um mm-hmm. but I noticed how much you know it was talking about there are a lot of like bigger issues I think that, kids are exposed to that are worse than like potty mouths.
1: Correct. And
9: right. I think that like when the, when South Park started as a show, you know, it was this uproar and the movie was like a response to that. Like, you know, yes, this is a cartoon and these kids are vulgar and the, the jokes are vulgar, but like, it's fine if we watch like a war movie exactly like, That's acceptable let's to see a bunch of people get shot or yep. you know that's fine like violence is okay but we can't like have like gross cartoons because that'll corrupt the youth right so i think right. that's kind of like the lens i was looking at when i was watching this more and it's 20 years later mm-hmm. it's still same thing you know, discussion
1: well, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, seeing love scenes or nudity, like that's totally wrong. But as you were saying, you could, twa- you know, see like video game type violence and that's people don't even bat an eye, which seems completely ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
9: And kind of how people, you know, treat each other and things. So, but like bodily humor.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a no, no.
9: <laughs> it's like, ew, kids, what you're losing your brain cells. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, so the other movies that um Trey and Matt did, did you ever get in did you get into Team America or like basketball or oh, any of those? No.
9: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Team America. <laughs> um, oh that my my little brother loved that movie.
1: That one's he, even more over the top. I
9: <laughs> know uh, he probably watched that when he shouldn't have oh, um,
1: God. I hope he didn't see the unedited one
9: I don't probably oh
1: boy Oh, uh,
9: yeah. we uh, we used to it's not nice but how they make fun of Matt Damon oh
1: yeah Matt Damon
9: <laughs> we used to quote whenever Matt Damon came up in any situation we uh-huh. would always use that voice <laughs> well,
1: absolutely um, I, I think I still do
9: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Matt Damon, yeah. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Ah. Did I? I feel like I was a bit older, so I was kind of like, Ugh, "This is like, what are you stupid kids <laughs> watching?" But I did. I think I did see Team America in its full, but it doesn't have the like nostalgic connection.
1: No, no. And it wasn't, you know, based on, you know, beloved characters and that and, uh-huh. and were already established. But yeah, I mean, the oh, man, the unrated version where there, there are certain scenes that go so over the top. I was like, oh, boy, there's no way they could have <laughs> got away with this. And then did you ever see basketball?
9: Uh, I don't think so.
1: So that's basically they create a new sport that's a combination of basketball and baseball. No. Yeah. And then they start their own league and everything. It, it's actually really funny. It holds up pretty well.
9: No. Oh, no, no. I never saw this one. I'm just like doing some sneaky research. No, I've never. Hmm? No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, it's live action. It, it's fun. It's like, I, I think you'd appreciate it.
9: All right. Well, that's something for the...
1: When you're done with all the all TV my, shows.
9: All, all my free time.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so would you would you recommend this or is this only for people that are fans of South Park?
9: Um, you have to like dark comedy. Mm-hmm. And you have to like cartoon comedy. I I am honestly not like a comedy fan. Um, like I don't actively like watch like new comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like satire. I like, I, I it's horrible to say, but I like mean humor. I like dark humor. <laughs> I like insult kind of based like satire-y type things that have like levels. So... That type, of, if you have that type of humor, you probably already watched South Park anyway. That's but, true. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it. I have friends that I reference South Park to all the time, and they're like, what are you talking about? So, <laughs> like, no, I wouldn't recommend it to absolutely everyone, but it has its values.
1: So this is why, so because of satire, this is why you're a big Will Ferrell fan, and you're obviously, you're on for Mean Girls. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah. So like there's different, different levels. Mm
1: -hmm. levels. (laughs) Well, I think that totally makes sense. I mean, this is, yeah, this isn't a universal movie for everyone. Like I I don't think my parents would like this at all, but uh, um, it's definitely of a generation, but again, it's kind of like the Simpsons. They're just kind of iconic at this point because not many shows can be on for let alone like five years, let alone over 20.
9: Yeah. 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 And I think it, it's interesting too, that, yeah, it definitely is of a very particular, yeah, generation because like I said, I started watching it with my dad and right. he's in his like late fifties now. And so he started watching it when it came out and um, you know, when I was young. So it was like kind of a weird like overlap in a way. Yeah, I think that's like we share like, a love of South Park. Like, if it's on and I'm visiting my parents, like, my dad and I will still watch South Park.
1: <laughs> that's that's a nice bonding. So, how did he yeah. get into it? Was he into, like, uh, you know, The Simpsons and stuff like that before that?
9: No, not, not, he never watched, we never watched The Simpsons. Okay. Um, But I think my dad also is where, yeah, I watched, like, SNL and stuff with him, so. Oh, okay, got I it. Think he watched, like, you know, kind of, like, the late night, like, comedy stuff, and he was watched a lot of like stand up and things mm. like that on like comedy central. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, it's interesting. Like South park is totally like of a, yeah, that cable TV generation. And, right. and you can still like flick around and like find stuff that, you probably shouldn't be watching like at nighttime.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of over now because I mean, yeah. I guess you can surf the internet, but it's not the same. It's not.
9: Yeah, know. like you can find anything you want, like mm-hmm. so easy. And yeah, kids. I mean, like I, I, I don't have kids. I don't know many children, but <laughs> I'm sure they they can like do whatever they want. Yeah, um, if they have access. So.
1: Well, that so. was the thing. Is like you were still young enough. Um, or you're still old enough to remember that, you know, you, you would flip through the stations and you would, there wasn't so much out there that you, because when I was growing up, it was literally like, literally like you would watch, you know, that that we didn't really necessarily have cable. So I was watching whatever movie happened to be on, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the, the 10 stations. And so you would actually watch a movie because I didn't have a lot of options. Yeah. And so I think today there's just way too many options that you don't really give anything a chance. That's outside of no. your comfort zone. Yeah.
9: yeah. You don't discover anything new. Right. And, um, yeah, like with the Netflix world, like you're just recommended the same things over and over right. again. Right. And yeah, it's kind of sad for kids. Um, Yeah, you don't really have that discovery and, like, yeah, finding movies and shows that will, like, lead you to other movies and stuff that you otherwise wouldn't see. So, like, yeah, if I was growing up now, like, I probably wouldn't, like, watch South Park and ever see the (laughs) South Park movie. Um, Right.
1: Going to, like, the video store and just, like, you know, randomly flipping through movies and, and seeing it that way, there was something... Because you were still limited because you didn't have endless yeah. of movies and you might give something a chance just by stumbling upon it.
9: Yeah, just by looking at, you know, the cover what's new and then like, oh, if yeah. nothing looks good, let's go alphabetically.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So was your mom into South Park at all?
9: Oh, no, she hates it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
9: <laughs> she hates it. She would leave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, this, this has been great. I'm, I'm so glad that we got to do something um, a little bit different. So I didn't want to pigeonhole you into just doing, you know, movies from the, you know, the TCM type movie. So this is great.
9: Oh, well, I love TCM as well. Um, that's, yeah, my, my grandma <laughs> side loves a good old movie. Um, I've been watching a few so lately, so hopefully we can do one of those again.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You're you're always invited, and uh, no matter what movie it is.
9: Okay. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Samantha.
1: Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on thatmetalstation.com.